Hey everybody, welcome to the John D. Podcast. I'm your host, John D. Miller. Welcome to episode number 23, Vente Trace. That's right, back here in the Lizard Mill Arts and Crafts Studio, L-I-Z-Z-A-R-D, Space Mill. Check her out on Facebook. That's right, I gave my wife exclusive naming rights to the studio. However, if somebody calls us tomorrow, it's going to be the Oscar Mayer Arts and Crafts Studio. <laughs> Sunday, November 15th, 2020. That's right. We have a very special guest on the show today. A man I've known for literally decades. A very funny comic. A quality human being. None other than Mr. Mark Matusov. This is one of the guys that, you know, when I was first starting out doing comedy, he would take me on the road with him. You know, we'd take me on the road with him. Showed me what to do, what not to do, you know, how to be professional. Uh, and he just he decided to come on the show. Or I convinced him, whatever. Um, but <laughs> anyways, it was a, it was a great time. We talk about old, you know, road comedy stories and how things have been going now as far as what he does, because he is a road warrior comic and just what he's been doing to get by. And it's, it was a great conversation. It's a great conversation. Like I said, he's a, he's a great comic, but he's also just a really quality person. So, ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy my conversation with none other than Mr. Mark Matusov. Hey, there he is. How you doing? All right. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Mark Matusov, everybody. Thanks. The uh, technically challenged Mark Matusov. Took us, took us a while to get this figured out. Uh, I know. I don't know what was going on with that, but but you're on the show. All right, welcome, cool. Welcome to the Lizard Mill Arts and Crafts Studios, <laughs> which I've given <laughs> given my wife exclusive naming rights to the show. And okay. The studio. Although I always tell her, you know, if, uh, if somebody calls us tomorrow, it's going to be the, the Doritos Arts and Crafts Studio. So it's always going to be Arts and Crafts. I don't care what product it is. Well, everything is arts and crafts. I don't, yeah, exactly. I don't care what it is. It could be just, hey, was that trash? Nope, that, that's arts and crafts. Yep, it's arts and crafts all the time. Oh, buddy, good to talk to you. Yeah, it's been a long time, man. We haven't seen each other in a long time, man. I know. It's been crazy. Uh, well, you know, I, you know, I kind of got out of, um, which I got to admit, I actually had notes for your episode, and I have no idea. I, like, I didn't put them in my notebook. A little notebook that I could, <laughs> Okay. I just so put them on, like, a little piece of paper, and I have no idea what the Hell so this is this is basically improv comedy today. Is what we yeah do. we're gonna we're gonna wing nut this. Um, so, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, but if you hear my stepdad's outside doing yard work, so if you hear something that sounds like a German Panzer tank, it's just <laughs> him out. It's just him out there riding around on the uh, John Deere. Well, knowing you, it could be a German Panzer tank. I'm not sure. No, I mean it might be. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think he has one of those. We have uh, other stuff. So, so how you been, man? I, I've been all right, man. Just uh, you know, just um, you know, hanging in there this last uh, you know six or seven months. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, and, and um, I, I usually do an intro before I have the interview, but, um, but, so okay. So I've known you for uh, a long time. Yeah, I think like twenty years almost, right? Yeah, it's got to be at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Yeah, probably a little over that. Um, but you, you were, you are. 
you are. I won't say were because you you'll get you're gonna get back to it. You are a road warrior of a comic. Yeah, um, I am in yeah. the million. I'm in the million mile club. Yes, you are. Literally, I mean, I keep track, so I'm over a million miles. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to write that shit down, right? So, um, but so so okay. So let's start with this. Um, so, Mark, you've been doing comedy since when? 1986. 86. <laughs> yeah, back during the Paleozoic era. Yeah, yeah. Um, where, where'd you start out? Where, where are you from? Give me, give my listeners a little background on you. Uh, originally from New York. Uh, and then okay. I went to college. Uh, I went to NC State University. Then I bounced around the country for a while and ended up here in the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I started comedy at the Comedy Cafe down on uh, K Street. Um, just a couple blocks away. Right. That place was kind of a... Uh, uh, and you know, right, right above, right above Archibald, which is kind of a landmark. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm familiar with Archibald. Um, <laughs> yes, you can give for people who don't know Archibald is a uh, is is a uh, is a is a exotic dancing place. Let me put it that way. Yeah, and yeah, it's been, yeah. It's been there forever, and you can, you can give directions using using that place as like a landmark. So yeah, uh, how do I get to so and so? You know, Archibald is. Oh yeah, 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 I know where that is. Okay, go three yeah. blocks past there, and make a left. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say make a right, but whatever, you know. <laughs> but it's uh, you know, uh, and it's pretty funny because you know the the comedy club was right above the uh, right above the strip club, and uh, there was always a rule on stage: you do not mention the strip club from the stage. Which it's weird because everybody coming in the club sees it, you know, so they don't like they like they don't know what's there. Huh? What was um? What's his name? Was I actually worked for that guy. Dan. Uh, Dan, yeah, when I worked at uh, Fast Eddie's. And, oh, that's uh, right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, that, was his, that was his thing. He turned it into Fast Eddie's. Uh, well, he turned that place into a pool hall, and he had the uh, Fast Eddie's uh, places. I think he might still have those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that he probably does. Uh, who knows? I don't know if that guy's around. But um, so, all right, so 86. Yeah. Um, and then I know, uh, I mean, dude, you, you've been all over the place. Yeah, I worked in uh yeah, over the over the years I've worked in uh over 40 states, uh Canada, uh the Caribbean and a, you know, couple of cruise ships here and there. Right, right. But I I I want to tell my listeners and I I I actually have mentioned you on um earlier episodes, well, <laughs> one episode. Okay. It was you, Mike Diesel, Al Goodwin. Were the 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 one of the three guys that used to take me out on the road with you. Yeah. Who who really showed one, um, the three of y'all really um, showed some belief in me as far as being a comic. Um, right. But also, you kind of showed me the ropes, showed me about, you know, being professional, getting there on time, being dressed, getting ready, like, you know, like. Yeah. And I had do guys it. do that for me when I was coming up too, you know, like, you know, Bill King and Roger Mercer and those guys would take me on the road and, uh, you know, right. show me what it was like. So, uh, you know, the, the thing is just to, you know, pay it forward, man, to people who are good for the business. Yeah. And, and that's one of the best things about people like you um, who, you know, did stuff like that for me is because that's that's what it's all about. You know, um, and, and I as I got a little older, I remembered that. And there was some guys that I would take on the road with me um, because that's what it really is. You mm-hmm. know, I yeah. always I always joke I always joke and say it's sort of a joke, but I always say that uh, tell my wife I'm like uh, comedians are like Jedi, like you know you you can you can look you can you know you can be an experienced comic and look and go yeah yeah the, the jokes are strong with that one like you know <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right mm, mm. yeah don't overrun the light you shall 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah, don't move the goddamn mic out of the stand, out of the way, idiot. <laughs> well, I remember one of the, one of the places I took you on the road was uh, we went down to Nags Head. Well, I was remember we did that um, uh, for um, uh, Leslie and uh, yeah, Leslie yeah, and Ed. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I did it a bunch of times. Yeah, but I remember I was there. I took you down there once with me, and we, there was when we had to do a show. There was a, a tent with an electrical storm, and oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's horrible. We're standing in a tent doing comedy, and it was like a, like 105 degrees anyway. And then all of a sudden, this mm-hmm. god awful electrical lightning storm is blasting all over the place. And I'm standing in a puddle holding a microphone. I said, I, just, <laughs> <laughs> the audience is going, they're creeping out. I says, Hey, hey, you guys don't, you guys are, you guys are safe. I'm the one standing up there holding a piece of metal standing in water. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that. I remember that was like, there was a kid there, and I was like, uh, I was like, all right, who brings a 10-year-old kid to a comedy show? But all right, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, do you have HBO? And they were like, yeah. I'm like, all right, well, you'll you'll be fine then. So. And then you and I did that show also once. I mean, it wasn't on the road, but it was here in the D.C. Or you did a show like a couple days after 9-11. Uh, yeah. Down in yeah. Uh, that, that place, Madigan's. I, I think, uh, I forget who booked that at the time. But uh, yeah, and that was like, remember half the audience was like, uh, uh, you know, first responders who spent the last three days pulling, you know, bodies out of the Pentagon. So that was, uh, that, w- that was kind of an weird show to do they were great they i mean they just they just wanted to get uh um you know get their minds on something else and they, they really enjoyed the show that's actually one of the, the, the you know considering the circumstances a really great show yeah yeah i know that no, they just they definitely just wanted to laugh yeah. um so okay so so talk to me about so what have you been doing since because i know you were literally i mean you're a comic man that's what you yeah. do um yeah. i haven't really been doing comedy much lately so i've done other things but you are a comic yeah. Um, you travel all the time, but then this whole pandemic thing happened. Right. And so, everything, everything's closed. Uh, I mean, there's, there's still, there's hardly, and there's not a lot of live entertainment going on in, in any fashion, whether it's, you know, comedy or bands or uh, the theater right. or whatever, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's not just uh, comics and uh, it's, it's tough. I mean, I got, I mean, thank God in, in Virginia, um, they, at least they uh, had that pandemic unemployment assistance. So at least for a while I was able to collect unemployment, which you usually can't do if you're self-employed. So, right. so that was, that was, that was, a, that was kind of a lifesaver for the, for the amount of time that was going on. Uh, yeah, I got a couple of side hustles going on, but you know, I want to get back on the road and right now. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Now you have a podcast that you do. I am. I am part of a podcast called stories and stogies, which is mm-hmm. on I've heard it. it's very good Spotify. Yeah. It's with uh, Erwin Loring and Ken water and occasionally uh, Jeff Penn. Uh, we do wow. a podcast. There's three of us, and you know it's probably similar. We have guests on. We've had uh, all sorts of guests. We've had a, you know, we've had a, a male stripper. We had um, you know a couple <laughs> of comics. We had uh, Stephen Michael Casada who plays. Hold on, let's, huh? So what was the what was the male stripper episode like? I I don't think I've heard that one. That was good. Yeah, you gotta check it out. It's I think it was our I don't know. It was one of our earlier ones. That was actually pretty good. It was interesting. You know, that's that's what the guy does, and uh, he was talking about how he got into it and uh, kind of dispelling a lot of the because you always have this. Uh, you know, when you hear a male stripper, you, everybody has kind of a, uh, I don't know, an idea in their mind of what that life is like. And he, he kind of uh, put it back in perspective that, hey, it's, you know, it's a gig and uh, it's not it's not what you see in the movies per, per se. And, right. uh, you know, it was, it, it was interesting. Nice. Uh, Sean, Sean Essex, that was that was the guy's name. Um, and uh, that, yeah, that was that was a great episode. Uh, he was a lot of fun. That was probably one of our bluer episodes, you know, just because uh, <laughs> the stuff he was right. talking about. Uh, we, we, which, had, which, we had a punk rock singer on there. Uh, we've had, uh, um, a, you know, a magician. We've had, uh, like I say, Steve Michael Casada, who used to play, who uh, used to play Gomez, uh, Agent Gomez on Breaking Bad. He was one of our guests. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. 
Nice. I yeah, no, sorry. And and that's the thing is I'm I'm trying because we were talking the day and I know that you when you do comedy are pretty PG thirteen. So I want I want uh, your listeners to be able to listen to my podcast on at least this episode. So I'm trying not to try not to drop too many F Oh, it's it's okay. Do what you're gonna do. You know, we uh you know we're uh, but I you know, know it's it's hard. Yeah, I'm not a saint on stage. You know, I've I've uh, I've said some stuff on stage too occasionally. But yeah, I do try. I do try and work. Uh, you know, pretty clean on stage. Yeah, yeah. Which is one thing I've always respected, um, because I just you know I just let the stuff fly and I just kind of figure out what's going on before that and then just whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, so you got that. You got um, stories and stogies. Yep. And uh, so you were working on that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, we, in fact, we just, we, we took a break during the, um, during this whole pandemic thing. We just, uh, in fact, we just recorded a uh, episode the other night. So we're getting back, uh, getting some new episodes out there now. Um, and we're trying to do some, uh, you know, we're trying to do some fun stuff and do maybe some uh, remote, um, little adventures, if you will, like field trips, like maybe doing, going to a gun range and, uh, you know, seeing how cigars are made and, uh, you know, seeing how beer is made, you know, that's those types of things, maybe do some video, but, uh, no, it's, it's a field trip. Um, but also I didn't know this, but, uh, maybe I did, but you also have a novel. I, I, I just, yeah, I just published a novel on Amazon called green onions. It's a, uh, yeah. death with a two drink minimum. It's a murder mystery set in a comedy club in Baltimore. So, uh, okay. so yeah, it's, it's actually a lot of fun. I think a lot of people gotten some really, I got some really good reviews on it and, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, I'm not going to make a million bucks on it, but it's, 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 it's good. And, uh, I'm happy with it. It took me like six drafts uh, till I got to where I uh, was happy with it. But uh, it's 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 a fun it's a fun read. It's it's a it's a good read. Nice. And working on another one now, but uh, you know, I'll get to that one at some point. <laughs> I'm just kind of got a first draft done of that one. But yeah, because all you got is time, right? Huh? Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> it's and, uh, all you got I know. Time. I know. Well, yes, yesterday, last night, I did a uh, I did a virtual show. What was that like? Uh, it was, it was, it, it, I mean, I've done a couple of them. This one, I did a longer set with it. You know, sometimes I've been on the show with three or four other guys and we don't like 10 or 15. This, I did a 45 minute set last night. Um, really? it was for, it was for a uh, charity group, but it's, 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 it's a challenge. You know, there's no live, yeah. there's no live audience. So you can right. just talking to this, uh, talking to the, to, to the camera and, you know, you have to, um, I guess alter the way I deliver, you know, material because there's no live people I'm actually talking to. I just have to talk into the camera, and uh, you know, it's weird how you wait for where a punchline is and where the laughter. You need to kind of an appropriate time without standing there and mug for the camera for, for too long. Right. And you know, if you're talking to the crowd, you know, there's a couple of things where I, I, I actually went and practiced the thing out loud like five or six times the set, and, I, and uh, just, to, just well, just just because you know certain things you say on stage sound stupid saying into a camera. So, uh, sure. so I either altered it or, or I was eliminating, I was making, you know, making notes on what to take out as far as, you know, what's going to look like, you know, like, like I'm pretending there's a crowd there when I know there's not, you know, instead of talking to the people that are, that are watching. So it was, it was, it, it turned out a lot better than I thought it was going to. Yeah. Which I, you know, I've seen a lot of comics that are doing that lately when they're doing, yeah. um, yeah. you know, like the virtual yeah. type of shows and stuff like that. And I sit there and I just look at that and I'm like, I don't like, I no. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'm not even trying. So yeah, it's uh, it's not my favorite thing to do, but at least uh, you know this one paid me. So uh, so I did it. It, was, it actually wasn't wasn't too bad. Um, 
but it is it's it's different it's a challenge you know part of part of it and i've seen some other people's uh shows and i don't want to knock anybody certainly not by name anyway but uh but you know sometimes people sit there and you know the background seems just all this you know they're in their bedroom with all this junk on the bed and it looks terrible and uh, you know lighting is bad and they're talking into a crappy microphone and then i set it up with a professional mic running through a little mixer board and uh right. you know i uh, had a you know i bought i bought a nice you know ring light and uh so you know the lighting was good the sound was was really good and uh you know tried to look make the background look you know cleaned up part of my living room so everything back me looked you know nice and clean it's nothing but a sofa and a, and a picture on the wall behind me so uh at least try to make it look, huh what's the picture of uh, it's it's an old painting that uh i don't know it's been in my family for i don't even know where you know my parents retired i got this thing so uh, it's just a it's like three guys on a raft in a storm waving to a boat to rescue them. <laughs> I'll take a, I'll take a picture and send it to you, John. It's uh, <laughs> That's awesome. it is kind of a depressing picture now. That I look at that. Than, no, better than a black wall. Again, it's- if that's not indicative of like you know what's going on in the world right now, I don't know what is. But <laughs> yeah, maybe that is. It's a, it's a it's a metaphor. Yeah, I remember when I was a um, when I was a kid. Uh, I was literally thinking about this the other day. I was remember when I was a kid. Yeah. That um, in my bedroom, uh, me and my brother's bedroom, but uh, my house on North Side. Dude, yeah. We had a um, a painting, and it was of a sad. It was a sad clown. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some people that's terrifying yeah well no i mean it wasn't it, i mean it wasn't that sad but yeah. it was just you know but it was just like wow if i'd known how my life would go when i was there <laughs> just put that in your high school graduation as your picture there we go sad clown yeah there you go sad clown um so <laughs> oh man i wish i had my notes i don't know what the hell i did with them but yeah i mean oh, it's, well. Uh, well you've been on you've been on the road enough to know with how the you know sometimes these gigs get kind of strange though yeah they do they do 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 you have any um because i know you've i mean you've been doing it what 86 so yeah um you got a, you got a couple of good oh good road stories yeah yeah if you want to it's, I, actually I, uh, about three or four years ago i went through you know I, I keep notes in every single show i've done so i went through all my notes of all these years and kind of uh, wrote down like you know over 25 years worth of uh, roads. I don't know what I'm gonna do with. Them. I, I don't know if I'll publish them or not. But I kind of wrote them out just so I could remember stuff. And uh, and yeah, there's a bunch of odd odd gigs that I that I that I'd forgotten about. One of them was a uh, uh, this this place in uh, Winston Salem, North Carolina. We did it was a, it was a it was a patio. It was called a patio. It was kind of an outdoor okay. gig. And uh, but you know the it was like summertime. It's like 100 degrees outside. That's where I'm at. But the most of the audience was inside behind this you know, glass wall, they're in air conditioning and I'm out there sweltering. And there was, a, there was about three or four people, uh, you know, outside sitting with me. And I don't know, you know, the show was kind of weird anyway, but then I, I did one joke. I don't even remember what it was where one guy inside thought it related to a guy outside. So the guy starts pounding on the glass, starts pointing at him. It's you, that's you, that's you, Bubba, whatever. And then the, you know, Bubba like shot something back, you know, uh, uh, at the other guy. And then so I started just emceeing this, this verbal fight. Yeah, you know, you can let him get away with that. I wouldn't take that from him if I was you. So this guy starts yelling back at this guy. So, you know, Hey, Hey, that was a bit. So this thing, so this thing started, started escalating. It was a lot of fun. And the audience started taking sides until the one guy outside says, all right, that, that's it. Bullshit, man. I got a gun in my car. Okay. 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 We're going to stop right here. <laughs> let to buy everybody around the beers just to kind of lower the temperature. So, uh, <laughs> it was a gig I did with, uh, uh, with Kelly Terranova. You know, Kelly, right? Yes. Yeah, so Kelly and I did this corporate thing in Bethesda. It was in, it was in a uh, it was a private party, but it was in a it was in an Italian restaurant. It was downtown Bethesda, 
and it's just the two of us. And I did, I did my set and, you know, I closed playing the mandolin. There was like about a hundred people in there roughly. And so right, which I, we're, we're going to get to that. Yeah. Okay. Well. So, uh, so I was, I was doing, doing my set. It was going really well. I turn around, I pick up the mandolin. I turn around, everybody's get up and leaving. I said, well, Hey, what, what's going on? Did I insult you guys with this? They say, no, the parking garage across the street closes at nine. So Kelly gets up there and the whole audience had walked. <laughs> it's like oh, 11 God. people left. I, saw, I felt so bad for him. But yeah, who, I mean, who plans something like that with a, you know, they have a show in the parking garage where everybody's parked because they felt bad. So yeah. oh, I had to get my car, man. They're going to lock us in. <laughs> one of the things <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I remember one of the things like when we did, uh, we were in Florence, South Carolina. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot. And uh, yeah, and I we were doing the show, and um, they were expecting 120, 130 people, right? And it being twelve, right, <laughs> or something like that, right? Because uh, Talad, no, was it Talladega? No, whatever. There was a bit the the big race. Yeah, there's a there's a big race near there, and even racetrack NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up doing. Um, I was supposed to do like 30 minutes and I think I did what I did. I did about 12. <laughs> I did. I did what should have been 30 minutes of material in 12 minutes because it was. Just... Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, sometimes a, uh, a small crowd can either chew up material or, or not. I mean, I've, I, I, I've done a lot. Of some, you know, we kind of have records with each other about, uh, you know, comics about who works the smallest crowds, you know, right. I did one with uh, Kevin Sullivan. We were doing a show up at the Bowman up in uh, Baltimore. It was like a summertime and it was like a second show. Well, we did a first show on a Saturday and a second show. I mean, it was beautiful weather. So it was like four people there. And the uh, club owner came back and, uh, and told, you know, Kevin and I, he says, well, you know, uh, uh, you know, we only have four people. So uh, if you guys want to do the show or, or not, but he was kind of hinting if we didn't do it, you know, he's going to cut our money. So Kevin, and I looked at him and said, screw it. We'll do it, man. So there were four people. There was a couple at one table and these two college age girls at another table. And uh, so I did the show and it was, it was fine for four people, whatever. And then Kevin gets on stage and Kevin, Kevin's great. He's a great guitar player, and, but he has a really dark sense of humor and the two chicks didn't, didn't get it. So they kind of left during Kevin's act. So from this day, from that day forward, I always tell Kevin, Hey man, you walked half the crowd, man. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you walked half the crowd in Baltimore. She's, you know, <laughs> I remember, uh, uh, it might've been, uh, I forgot who it was. might've been Irwin's uh, show. Irwin. But anyway, yeah, it was, um, two old ladies. That was it. Yeah. In a big, in a big like hotel room, <laughs> like hotel ballroom type thing. Yeah, I did that. two old ladies. I did a show for two women at the comedy cafe once. There was a two, there was a snowstorm, and me and the other comic, I don't remember who I was with, but it was me and we were sitting there, and there were, there were two two girls there that came. They were staying in a hotel across the streets. So they came over for the show, and it was just it was going to get called, whatever. So me and the other guys were, me and the other guy were sitting there talking to them. We just sat at the table with them, and uh, <laughs> and then the lights go down. A bartender. Hey, welcome to the comedy cafe. We're going to start the show. And I turned up and said, I said, what, Kevin, what are you out of your mind? So we never close. So I had to go up, walk from the table. I was talking to two girls, go on stage. And uh, the only thing I think to do is bring one of them up to tell a joke to the other one. And, uh, <laughs> and then she gets down and they both went to the bathroom together. So that's how the show went, you know? <laughs> so then you're just talking. To <laughs> well, I just waited for him to come back, you know? Like, do, 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 do. <laughs> um, yeah. That's awesome. But that's the thing. You know, that's one of the things I respect about you is that, man, you've, you've been doing it for, for a while. And, and like I said, I mean, you're one of the people who, which, which I told the story on in a, a previous episode about how I was, was walking out of Wiseacre mm-hmm. 
um, I had finally been able to get up because you know Wiseacres back in the day, yeah, back in the day. Sorry, it's my running joke I do on the show. Um, back in the day, <laughs> back in the day, um, you know there were so many comics and everything else like that, and I hadn't been on in like two weeks. And this is this is a story I want to tell. Okay, so, um, and I I got off stage. I did not have a good set. Um, and I came walking around the back of the club and I was getting ready to walk out and, you know, I was obviously, um, distressed, Mm -hmm. I guess you would say. And you, Mr. Mark Matusov, uh, Mike Diesel and Al Goodwin were sitting in the back of the club. Right. And, and the three of you, the three of you stopped me and, and, and it, it was, it was serendipitous because, you know, you three were the ones who, t- who first took me on the road um, in, in a rotation kind of thing, which was, you know, fantastic. Yeah. But the three of you stopped me and were like, where are you going? And I was like, fuck, you know, this sucks. I'm uh, I'm not getting anywhere in this. And you and Diesel and Al Goodwin uh, are probably the three people that uh, not only, I mean, not only did you take me on the road with you, yeah. but you also, but you stopped me that night. Cause I was ready to quit. Yeah, and you stopped me, and you were like, "What?" what you, all three of you were like, "What are you doing? What, what's the problem?" <laughs> like you looked, at, yeah. Like you looked, like you looked at me, like, like all of you looked at me, like, what, "What's the problem?" I was like I freaking bombed, and I'm doing blah, this and that, whatever. And the three of you were like, "So what?" Yeah. So what? You're not gonna kill it every night, right? You're not gonna get, you know. Like and, and uh, all three of you were like, "Look, you got you got good ideas. Yeah. Um, you're just not getting them out correctly." Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that always stuck with me. And not only just going on the road with you guys, but also it's it's things that I have told uh, Teen York Comics back when I was doing stand up. Yeah. But you know, I would see a guy, and he I could see he's frustrated, and it always stuck with me. I'd be like, yeah. "Dude, chill out. Yeah, it's just <laughs> one show." Yeah, we'll just chill out, but also it's it's a work in progress, right? We all we all. I mean, we're all a work in progress. Even even after all these years, I'm still a work in progress. It's always something new, something to learn, something to learn not to do, you know, whatever, you know, to get thrown into horrible situations. We all we all we all do. And so, uh, so what you're trying to say that it's uh, me and Mike and Al Goodman? It's our fault that you stayed in comedy. (laughs) Yes, basically, yes. It's all, all three of you. It's our fault. Okay. Yeah. Blame no. <laughs> no. No. It's. Um, yeah, I know what you're saying. It was a great thing. Yeah. Um, and because I I enjoyed a 18 year career. Yeah. Doing stand up. I mean, I haven't really done it in a while, but you know, I got a wife and a family and yeah, it's, other things. Life, life, life happens, man. Yeah, and um, now I got this stupid podcast that i'm doing now but well, hey it's um, uh it's great listening to separate levels it's, it's, it's uh this is a good podcast john oh thank you man yeah that's good that's nice to hear um but yeah but yeah yeah you and uh you and diesel and and al goodwin were the the ones who were like i, I just i just remember that night like i just wanted to tell that story because it's just like <laughs> all three of you were just like shut up yeah you know? yeah yeah, it's one come back now. If we didn't see anything, funny. if we didn't see anything, we would have let you go. We said, "Oh man, we've seen this guy a few times. He's, he's, you know, he doesn't belong on the stage." You know, we didn't. Obviously, we saw something. You know, when you that, uh, hey, hey, Daniel, stick it out because we've all been there. We said, "Oh man, I'm not getting anywhere. This sucks. What am I? What am I doing?" You know, yeah. I've, you know, I've had shows where I said, "Oh man, why, why am I even putting myself through this?" 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I was literally like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I was a couple of months, two, three, four months in, yeah. something like that. And, uh, but yeah, you guys were just like, yeah. And Diesel was like, just come back, man. Yeah, come, come back. back. <laughs> and he did, but I mean, um, that was a uh, and, that was a good that was a good the whole Wiseacres thing that was a good scene when that club was around. It was, man, we, we had a it scene. Was. It was everybody was uh, you know kind of a kind of a community there that really doesn't yeah. exist anymore. You know in DC, so uh, um, that type of community, and it was great. I mean, you know, the club has got hotels gone. You know that they were, that it was in. That's good yep. knockdown. So when they you know when they built the metro over there, so uh, we had a good run with that place. The place was around for a good uh, what ten or twelve years. Man, that was a place that uh, I mean you got to understand. I mean, Aaron. Are you serious? <laughs> I hear the I hear the Panzer. <laughs> yeah, the <a> leaf blower. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. Anyways, sorry. That's Listen, all right. Sorry, it's, it's, I barely heard it myself, so it's uh... uh Jesus Christ. He probably saw me down here. He was like, "Oh shit!" Oh. <laughs> it's like I got a little window in the studio. Yeah. Here. So, uh, anyways, um. No, it was a great, but you got to understand, Wiseacre's like, you know, Mike Birbiglia, Aaron Jackson. Yeah. I mean, some really great comics. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have, came out of that place that, you know, would go to the open mics yeah. and just yep. do stuff. And it was it was a great developmental place for talent, not just from the open mic, but also from, um, you know, the actual weekend shows. Well, yeah, uh, when, when when Diesel, and I, I, I helped him out a little bit, but he was Diesel's club. Um when yeah. Diesel, uh, you know, uh, you know, took that place, so because it, it was around before Diesel had it, and um, yeah, he, uh, you know, upped the game as far as bringing in, you know, from uh, he got them to up the budget, uh, so they could bring in, you know, bigger acts from out of town. I mean, we, you know, we had Stanhope in there, we had several people in there that were that were, you know, bigger name acts, and just in, and great acts that uh, just were, hadn't been in the club before, and uh, the attendance went way up. The place was starting to sell out on the weekends. And yeah. you, know, you prove that, hey, man, you spend a little bit more, you're going to get a better cro- uh, product, and then people will come out because they know it's going to be a good show, even if they don't know who's there. I don't know how many places I've tried to convince to do that, that I've tried to put shows at. But anyways. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Pay some goddamn money. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> no. All right. But, you know, uh, Wiseacres was um, uh, back when it was Garvin's. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I might have told this story on the show at some point, but uh, uh, Lewis Black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was the headliner. And just, I was like, I, I want to do this. <laughs> I was like, I want to do stand up. Which, you know, I've been listening, I've been listening to stand up for, you know, a very long time. Yeah. So, but yeah, I was just like, yeah, man, I was like, I want to do this. And they said they had a, um open mic, and I was just like, I'll be back. <laughs> And then I almost quit, and then you and uh, Diesel and Al Goodwin saved me. So, yeah, Al, Al, you know, Al lives out in Colorado now. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I've been in. Uh, I'm, I'm still in contact. Yeah, with so him. am I. Everyone's yeah, around. yeah. So let's uh, so let's talk about um, one of the things. Like I said, I had notes. I don't know what the hell I did with right. Them, but... <laughs> We're gonna wing nut it. Yeah, yeah, we'll wing yeah. nut, man. It's it's fun, man. I know you, so we can we can we can uh, you know play around with this, sure. So one of your, um, so your your family, yeah. So let's talk, let's talk about your family history a little bit, if you don't mind. Yeah. Well, I'm the uh, I'm the first one of my family born here. Uh, parents are immigrants and uh, Romanian on my mom's side and from Belarus on my dad's side, and um, mm-hmm. you know, big, large, large, large ethnic extended family. And you know, it was always a 
bunch of people living in my house. So, you know, my brother and I, yeah, we had rooms, but we almost never got to sleep in. It was always extra relatives there. So <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, we were, nice. we were like, you know, uh, it's a type, it's, it was a type of family structure that, you know, people, people in my, my generation, I'm a little bit older than you, people in my generation that, uh, not, not, not as many. It's almost like one generation move. That's something that you would have seen in the 19, you know, 40s, you know, but uh, my family was still like that. And, uh, you know, as I grew up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, you know, we, this is the thing, uh, you know, uh, you're one of those people that, you know, when I, I went on the road and we literally spent hours yeah. together in a car. Right. So we, we talked a lot about our family's histories and yeah. doing stuff like that. And one of the things I always thought was really interesting about your family and what you told me about it is that, yeah, it was, it was like, that's something like you would see out of like 1942, you know, know, with, you know, like, you know, the grandfather and the grandmother and the uncle and the aunt and everybody else all living in the same house. Yeah. And in a way I feel like it's, it, it lends back to that era, which I feel was, I, I said to somebody one time um, back, you know, a few years ago, I was talking to some friend of mine and I was telling them, you know, back in that time was such a, even though, I mean, World War II and stuff like that, but it was such a romantic era. Yeah. And being as in, it really was a time where people would, you know, they had family, they had friends, there was, you know, there was love and loss and yeah. there was all kinds of other stuff. And it was, but, it, and it was kind of cool to, to whenever you talk about your family um, to hear about how y'all had been that way. Yeah. And I, I thought it was really cool. Like it was very respectable. Um, yeah. I mean, I've worked, I've, I, you know, I've, I've worked for a few relatives over the years. Right. Yeah. Um, now, now hold on. I, we got to get to this because I want to talk <laughs> This is one of my favorite stories <laughs> you've ever told, and uh, uh, and and I know you did you do a bit about it on stage, but um, it's about your uncle, right? Yeah. Now, 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 where now, where was this? In New York. Where was this? Rest? In New York. In in New York City. Yeah. Like Manhattan, Brooklyn, Bronx, Bronx. 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 Okay. <laughs> so go ahead, go ahead and tell the story. All right. Because so I just. I love yeah, it. Yeah, so uh, a lot of my relatives that came over, I'll, I'll tell them, I'll, I'll even, yeah, I'll do it the way, but uh, yeah, a lot of my relatives that came over, you know, they, you know, absolutely they had to learn English, but uh, sometimes they never right. even mastered English, but they certainly mastered curse words. And, <laughs> but sometimes they didn't quite master, they mastered using it, but not necessarily correctly. <laughs> yeah, like, con- yeah, like context. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll tell this story because I remember this one time this, uh, this couple came into the, to the diner. And my uncle, you know, uh, you know, it was just, it was in the middle of the day and it was, uh, uh, not a lot of people that suddenly, suddenly had like, I think one waitress on, on station. So, they, so the, you know, this guy was, was, was sits with his girlfriend and the section that was closed. Michael says, uh, Hey, I'm sorry, sir. This uh, section uh, not open. Please sit over here. Yes. And the guy says, Hey, I want to sit over here with my girlfriend some privacy. All right. And again, my uncle, Hey, uh, excuse me, this section is not open. You sit over here. It's just as good. Yeah. And the, uh, and the, and the guy says, Hey, listen, I'm going to sit over here. All right. And you know, this going back and forth and finally the guy gives me, he's all right. All right. I'll sit over there. Douchebag. And that just set my uncle off. That's, that's, that is, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're calling me a bag of douche. You're calling me a bag of douche. Well, I'll tell you what, how about this? I give you a big bowl of steaming son of bitches. What I do is what I told you. Yeah. You big steaming son of a bitch. Call me a bag of douche. Yeah. How about this? How about this? Squeeze shit in your head four times. 
four times <laughs> squeezing shit in. It's very bad. Four shit, very bad, very bad. In fact, three more shit. Now you have seven shit in here. Very bad. Your friends, they see you now. They say, hey, Mr. Face, all the shit. What's with you, huh? I send you a seven the box of fuck is what I do. Yeah, so... Uh... <laughs> Man. And the dude's trying not to laugh. You know, yeah, you get cursed that way. It's almost, it's almost right. like a little stage show, you know? Yeah, no, but I, I remember... Um... The, I, well, yeah, but I, I, <laughs> oh, it's still funny. <laughs> um, it just makes me laugh. Like I literally, <clears throat> excuse me, I've literally, um, I, I've literally, I've just been sitting, like at, at my house, here in the basement, playing PlayStation or watching TV or doing whatever, and all of a sudden I, back, you call me back a douche, and I literally just, I just every once yeah. in a while just popped into my head. It's just one of bag of douche, and that's like, that's bag one of the douche. few bits I ever did that that used a little bit of language, you know, because you had to. It had to, you know. I haven't I haven't oh, talked yeah. about that in a while, but yes, that's one of the few bits I ever did on stage that required a little bit of uh, profanity. Yeah, you got to. Yeah, so I guess say every it once in a while, crowd, you know, late. That's a, that's a that's a second show Friday bit. Yeah, let them fly, yeah. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Now and and uh, but people get offended at weird things. Sometimes that goes right by them. And I've done shows where you wouldn't imagine what people get offended by. I mean, even the most innocuous things. I remember, you know, I did a show. We was up in Baltimore one time. And I was doing a show at um, uh, with the place used to be Garvin's and changed hands. Uh, you know, you know which one up in the alley um, uh, yep. across the street from Burke's. Uh, but I was doing a show there, and uh, I did a show. Was back in the time. I'll tell you how long ago it was. I did a show. The joke had to do something to do with U.S. Air, and in their magazine it said. Uh, U.S. Air now flies to uh, London, so now Europe is uh, North Carolina is accessible to millions of Europeans. That's how the ad went. I said, "Well, I really think there's people in uh, France going, hey, Francois, let's go to Charlotte for the weekend, huh?'" And it's, <laughs> I mean, it's a cute joke. And afterwards, this woman, after she comes steaming up to me, she's, "I mean, you can see smoke come." Hey, you, I work for U.S. Air. I live in North Carolina. I don't think that's funny at all. And she's like, "Chew me." Meanwhile, the re- you should, the, the rest of the show is all about you know was like completely in the gutter. All, I mean, all the comics on the show, but that's. That's what she got offended at. That somehow made fun of U.S. Air and, and Charlotte, North Carolina. You know, never mind is you know guys doing bits about you know fisting nuns or whatever else is going on up there. You know. <laughs> yeah, um, it is amazing. It was it was funny how I remember. You know, I, God, I'm trying to think of a good example, but yeah, over the years, you know, I. I remember one time I was sitting there. I did my uh, my opening bit, and I was talking about being a doorman. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was I was talking about how um, people would always want to give me drinks when I was a doorman. Yeah. And I was like, "But you can't be a drunk doorman because you can't be looking at." And so, for instance, I put the I put this periodically. Yeah. So you know, you can't be a drunk doorman because you can't be looking at somebody's ID and like, "Oh my God, you were born in twenty twenty one." And the and then you know I'm like that's when my license expires. I'm like oh I'm sorry I thought you were from the future right yeah. and I, that's that's how the yeah it's a cute goes. joke yeah <laughs> well thanks cute well I mean it's, Anyways, it's, 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 uh, not, it's you know it's it's, it's funny <laughs> I know I know it's not, I was just fucking around but um some anyways so I, and then I did my whole bit about like you know, drunk girls and doing shots and doing all the stuff like that, whatever. And this woman came up to me later on. I mean, the woman was literally 45 years mm-hmm. old, 45 to 50 years old. 
and she was mad because I was making fun of young women, and that, and then she was like, "You're misogynistic, and you're this, and you're God. that." Yeah, and yeah, and I'm like, "Okay, all right. Well, I'm sorry. You, didn't, you know, was there anything you did like about the show?" And she, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And she just walked yeah. away. And then literally three young ladies came up to me and were like, "You're hilarious." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like. It's, it's 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 crazy how people get some people get offended so much and how people don't and it's just yeah it, it was one of the hardest things to do well it is i mean you never know what's going to set people off and it's just it's, it's just weird some people i don't know just they they hear a word and they and they go off on the word they didn't hear the context of what you're even talking about i used to do a joke right. uh, a while back about there was yeah I, I forget what the news story was it was a news story or something happened and it, it happened in texas so hey i just read this this happened in texas blah 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 something and i did a joke about it and then I can't tell you how many times there'd be some knucklehead in the audience. Hey, don't mess with Texas, asshole. All right. Now I have to argue with this, with this, you know, was dumbass about text. So, you know, I did, I moved the joke to Arizona and uh, <laughs> I had no more problems. You moved the yeah. joke. Hey, this just happened in Arizona. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, people in Arizona, apparently a lot less sensitive than people in Texas. You know what I was like, you know, it was weird after yeah. the shows. I'm sure you've seen this too, where, uh, uh, somebody got pissed off at something a comic said on stage and come after the come after the show and he started chewing out the wrong comic. You know, yes. you know they, they, there was like three okay. or four comics on this. They heard a joke they didn't like and I forgot who did it. Hey, that thing you did about little kids, blah, 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 blah. And that wasn't, yeah, it was you. I'm going to make sure you don't darken this stage again. I'm going to write that, you know, Yelp review. Like, come on, it wasn't me. It was you. I said, oh, God. Yeah, have a nice day, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I had that one time. Um, uh guy came up to me and he's like hey man that thing you were saying was, i was down in uh, uh greensboro comedy zone i think mm-hmm. it was and he comes up and he's like hey man that thing you were saying about the and then he mumbled yeah. something i didn't even know what he was saying and then he just but yeah he was like oh this, this thing saying and what and then he was Started trying to get all aggro on me, yeah. and then, but so, anyways, so he stand there, and he's literally like getting ready to get all aggro on me. And then he turns and he looks, and it's another comic who I won't yes. name because he doesn't deserve it. And he goes, "Oh wait, that was you. Never mind. All right, you're good. Uh, I'm gonna go." To yeah, I know. Like, then you're like, wait, 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 wait. Having an apology, you know? Yeah, I'm like, dude, I didn't do anything. Yeah, I was. I, I didn't do anything. I was opening. People say the, you know, they think they, they, like they don't think we have. You know, yeah, you have to have a thick skin to be in his business, but it's like people think we don't have any 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 feelings sometimes. And uh, I was working with the uh, opening for Josh Blue in Nashville once, and uh, after mm-hmm. the show, I know yeah, Josh, yeah, great guy, great good show. And it was after the yep. show, you know, we yep. went on the side. He had his merchandise, so I was manning his table for him. You know, before he got off stage, you know, ten minutes left. So I'm out there, and there was these two uh, two women that were uh, big fans of Josh Blue, and they say, uh, uh, "Can we can we take a picture, Josh Blue? When's Josh coming out?" Goodness, I said, "He'll be out in a couple minutes." And then the one of the women said, how about taking a picture with him? With, you know, meaning me. And the, and the other one said, I don't want to pick, I don't give a shit about this guy. I want a picture. I said, oh, really? Nice. So then, so uh, afterwards, you know, Josh comes out and he bought his merchandise and had pictures with him. And then the woman comes up to me, the one that said it before, okay, I'll take a picture with you now. She says, no, you're not. No, no, you're not taking a picture with me. And I just said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let her. I says, you know, screw you. You know, if you, you know, she could have said it in a different way that she'd give you, but I don't give a shit about this guy. Okay, nice. Yeah. I mean, you're, and you're absolutely right. I mean, it's one of those things in, with doing stand-up is that, yes, you do need a thick skin, but it's also, I mean, it, it's it's like, you know, I, I always tell my wife, um, you know, people are like, who's the best comic you ever worked with? You know, people ask me Yeah, it's time. hard to say. Yeah. 
And I'm like, well, no, but a lot of times I'm like, you've never yeah. heard of them. Right. You'll never, you never, you'll know, you don't know who they right. are. But, you know, everybody wants to say, oh, there's, you know, they want big names and all this stuff like that, which is great. Those are great yeah. comics. I'm not putting down sure. any of the comics that are on Netflix or anything like that, but some of the best comedians, right. including yourself, well, sir, thank you. are, uh, <laughs> are people that, you know, they're not on Netflix. Right. They're not on, but they are great comedians. And, um, yes, to, to, I, quote, to quote Greg Poole, uh, we're in the bottom rung of show business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love some Greg Poole, though. He's yeah. awesome. Yeah, Greg was one of the guys who was, uh, you know, uh, you know, the, the headline around town when I started. Yep. But, yeah, it's, it's just weird what, uh, what people get offended at and what they, how they react to shows. And, uh, but you, no, but you're going you're gonna to quote Greg Poole. Or oh, that was saying. a quote. That was a quote. Yeah, we're in the bottom, bottom, bottom rung of show business. That's <laughs> okay, that was that was a quote. It's a very short quote. Yeah, it, I mean it's 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 a very short. Yeah, um, it is. But it, and it's one of those things where, but it's like, you know, people don't realize, um, you know, and I know people like you, and and, and I've done it myself. You know, you drive ten hours on yeah. Friday, you do a gig on a Friday night, you hang out Saturday, you know do a gig Saturday night then you drive 10 hours mm-hmm. home and it's just I mean it's a grind yeah. man it's a grind and, and and you know so people don't really realize like you know it's it's, it's yeah and it, it's one reason why I kind of got out of it yeah I felt like I'd gotten to a point where I wasn't getting any higher yeah. or doing anything yeah I don't blame you I mean it's uh no, it's, you know it's uh um, yeah, it can be, it, it does kind of wear on you after a while. And it's now, you know, there's some places I used to work that I, that I choose not to, I said, I'm not just, I'm not, I'm not going out there that far for that money anymore. I'm getting too old for that. You know, even though, you know, it's, yeah. it's like a treadmill I and mean, there's nothing wrong with the rooms, but uh, you know, the money's not going up. So, um, yeah. All right. So, um, now let's talk about this real quick and you don't have to, you don't have to, uh, play it, but you play the mandolin. I do. Yes. Um, how did you get into playing? Uh, from the family. Anyway? From the family. I learned it from family members. And then pretty much after that, I'm self-taught. And I played in some bands over the years. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, even when I was – that's that, that's later on why I had to learn how to play electric bass because nobody ever wanted a mandolin player <laughs> in their bass. <bedroom>, so. <laughs> but, yeah, I've been playing it. And I, just, I, I stuck it in the act, I guess, a few years in. I said, well, I, you know, I have this. So I've been working on it. And, I, you know, I run it through an effects pedal and uh, just have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, and it's actually it's actually one of the, I know you, it's kind of like your uh, it's kind of like your closing yeah. act thing that yeah. you do. Um, I'm a freaking comic. Why, why did I say it like that? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I used to, but I'm just saying like it's like you know it's like your like your closer and um, yeah. But I mean, you you play Hendrix, you play like Zeppelin. Oh, yeah, yeah, Zeppelin. Just, what yeah, was, this whole what? thing? Yeah, I do a whole medley of uh, yeah, just short things. It's uh, you know, start off playing the Hendrix with an effects pedal, and I do you know, yeah, and then I'll start working in you know other things like uh, you know, in that whole segment like you know, Hava Nagila and Hollow the Mountain King and uh, Star Wars theme, but it's all in a Hendrix style. Yeah, I just I have fun with that. Yeah, yeah, and then. Um... You do, what's the Godfather? Oh yeah, where you do? I did a whole thing about yeah, I did a big whole thing about uh, you know the mandolin. You hear it uh, mostly in the movie with the Godfather, you know, also known as the New Jersey National Anthem. That's the uh, yeah. Uh, used to crack me up. Yeah, I I used to literally 
when I used to work with yeah. you and we'd be, be somewhere, I would literally go to the bathroom and then come back just so I could watch like your last. Oh, thanks. You know, last your, your, I know, know what I when you did when I work clubs room and when a club for an entire week, like maybe like a Tuesday through Saturday or something. After I leave the, the wait staff, saying God, that song is so stuck in my head for the next six months. They <laughs> 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 heard me do it like eight shows. Yeah, well, they, that's that's their problem. They they work. Yeah, I mean they're they're not they're not uh, you know they're not really complaining, but it's it's all in fun. It's, ah man, every time you hear that that damn song is stuck in my head for six months. Yeah, that's too funny. Um. So, um, all right. Well, like I said, I had notes, but I don't know what the hell I did. With it, but... <laughs> Organized as usual, I see. Good, John. <laughs> no, I am. I try to be. Well, yeah, we had it's been a weird yeah. time. Didn't mean to wake you up today. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're fine. Oh, my God. Go on my podcast. No, no. So it's it's just been. One of these things, like I, I always make a joke. Um, you know, I'm sitting on my front porch, which I, I don't know if you're listening to other mm-hmm. episodes, and like people drive by the house and they flick me off or like do whatever. And I'm just sitting on the front porch looking like a disheveled moonshiner. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I fell asleep early. I woke up early, then I fell back asleep, and then I was like, shit, I gotta get Mark on the Yeah. Show. And then we had all, all right. the technical things trying to show me how to get on this app, which, yeah, you know, we're uh, but the, I'm just, we, you know, that's one of the things me and you know, me and Irwin and Ken, we're all, you know, we're all a little older, and uh, um, you know, we, we got a producer who's uh, Irwin's son who's trying to get us in all this social right. media and how to use all this stuff, and it's just it's like trying, yeah, it's like trying to teach monkeys how to do nuclear science, it is just uh, <laughs> it was so inept at social media, yeah, it's it's uh, it's been interesting, yeah. I tell you what, I mean, especially with this remote recording and stuff like yeah. that but uh all right so let's talk about all right so your your podcast yes. that's you and uh it's called stories, stories and, stogies. and stogies it's on uh most um i guess most most of the uh places that you find podcasts i guess you know spotify and i guess apple and whatever st- right. i think twist us was a stitch stitch stitcher stitch whatever <laughs> yeah stitcher yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 so yeah, yeah. Just stogies, stories uh, and stogies okay. and uh, you see a picture of the uh come up with the three of us playing cards that's kind of the uh the the, yes. the photo album and then uh you know and then again my you know my novel is uh green onions uh you might have, it's on amazon and you might have to search for it a little bit because if you just type in green onions uh, you're gonna get all these cooking books first so there'll be a picture of a guy <laughs> it's called green onions death with a two drink minimum and uh you'll be a picture of you know kind of a, a filtered picture of me on stage so you know it's, uh, that's the one you want I right. bought your book, man, and uh, there was nothing. There was no. There was no murder in there. It was just a bunch of recipes. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I, I just want to say thank you, Mark, for being on the well, show. I'd love to have you back. I, I usually run about an hour long okay. episode, so so well, cool. uh, uh, yeah. But but no, I, I I definitely would. I'd love to have you back on the show. You're welcome back anytime. Love to. Um, I sincerely appreciate it. I know it took us a while to get going this morning. Uh, yeah, but yeah. just my, just my, just yeah. my, just my uh, ineptness with this with this app. But we we got there. Yeah, we did it. We figured it out. We had a wingnut, as I call it, type of a. Uh, <laughs> That's of right. Wow, I, I, I got I figured out an app. Time to take a nap. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna go watch some football. Oh, and I think my wife's. Yeah. I think my wife's making brunch. Oh. She does that on yeah. Sundays. Yeah, it's pretty nice. But at the same time, it's. Lately, I, I, 
I eat, and then I go into a food coma, and then, (laughs) (laughs) and then, you know, I'm like, you know, and then I, I, as I, my joke goes, it's like, you know, I, I eat, I wake up, and six years later, I'm wondering who the president is. Like, you know, it's just like you just don't know. Yeah, you just don't know. So, but thanks for having me on, John. It's a lot of fun, man. Yeah, absolutely. It was good to reminisce and good to talk. And we'll, we'll we'll talk some more, man. I'm, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get you back on here at some point. Um, and uh, I really appreciate it, Mark. Everybody, all my listeners, please give it up for Mr. Mark Matusov, everyone. And uh, thanks, buddy. I really appreciate. Okay, you being thanks, John. Show. Take care. Yeah, I'll talk. Hey, everybody. How was that? Huh? That was good times, huh? Mr. Mark Matusov here on the show. Oh, that was so much fun. It was great, you know, because like I said, I, I I've known Mark for decades and he's a he's a great comic and he's a real he's a just he's a good dude. And that was so much fun to reminisce, talk to somebody who's been in the business um business uh for quite a long time and just uh that was that was fun. So very good times. Thank you, Mark Batusov, for coming on the show. All right. Follow me on Twitter, John D. Comedy, J-O-N-D Comedy. Like, uh, subscribe, download. Also on Twitter, you can just go to uh, John Podcast. Just, just type in at J-O-N Podcast, and you can like it that way. Also, you can follow me on Facebook, T-H-E-E, John D. Podcast, J-O-N-D Podcast. I'll take you right there. Uh, like, subscribe, download. Uh, listener support buttons. Not going to lie. I could use a few bucks, but hey. If it comes down to me or a charity, please give it to the charity, okay? Feeding America, very important right now. No kids hungry, all right? Like I said, a lot of these kids, they're doing the virtual learning things. And I, I know from experience growing up that a lot of these kids, uh, you know, their best meals of the day came from when they were at school. So let's try to help make sure that we keep them fed, right? Okay. And then the Wounded Warrior Project who provide, provide emotional and as well as, uh, you know, emotional as well as physical support to help our brave men and women who have served our country and deserve all the help that they, that they deserve. Um, make sure you go to, to them, Wounded Warrior Project. Uh, I think that was everything. So, yeah. Episode number 23, Vank Day Trace with Mr. Mark Matusov. Thank you for listening. We'll be back very soon. I've got some other stuff going on. I like cook brunch, so i got to go upstairs and eat, which I was busy working on this. So hopefully, hopefully she's not too upset with me. But yeah, I think I think we'll be fine. So, all right. Thank you for listening to episode number 23, Vente Trace of the John D. Podcast. And I'll talk to you soon. All right. See you.